You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, welcome back to the podcast, and thanks for listening. Uh, Just me again this week as we review some of our normal items. We'll cover markets a little bit as we begin and then talk some about where we stand with uh, COVID numbers and, and some economic data. And then we'll move on and talk a little bit about interest rates and how things are affect how that's affecting uh, this red hot housing market that we're finding ourselves with. But first, let's talk about some investments. Um, we are recording this after the market closed on Thursday, the twenty first. We are barreling into the end of January. In some ways, it's hard to believe it's already been three weeks into the it's already three weeks into the year but in other ways uh it feels like this has been the longest three weeks in history so you know i don't know i don't know how this is going to go i do know that at least locally we're having more and more uh, people vaccinated anecdotally i talked to clients and a lot of folks have been able to get their vaccines um, and are excited about in a couple of weeks getting the second dose and being able to hug grandkids and see family family members and friends again so hope is on the horizon uh, from a covid perspective for sure and i hope that you're feeling that same way as well I can tell you markets are feeling that way. Uh, in the last five days through the close of the market on the 21st, the indices, the broad indices are all quite a bit higher. Um, most of all, the NASDAQ, which is kind of that tech heavy index, if you if you recall, up a little uh, around three and a third percent in the last five trading days, uh, really got a shot in the arm on Wednesday of this week as Netflix um, surprised with some very good information in its earnings report and subscriber data and and so on. And that helped propel the NASDAQ higher on Wednesday. And then NASDAQ continued to climb today up a little bit less than 1%, more than 100 points. Um, The S&P 500 is up a little bit more than a percent this week. The small cap index, the Russell 2000, is up a little bit more than a percent this week so far. And uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Index is up just short of about half of a percent through the market close on Thursday, the 21st. So overall, another kind of good five trading days in the books. All indices are solidly higher year to date. Um, Of course, the small cap index leading the charge at up more than 8%. Uh, The Russell 2000 is up more than 8% on the year. The NASDAQ up a little bit more than 4% so far on the year with the S&P 500 and the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Index following not too far behind. We also got some jobless claims uh, this week. The, uh, we got a report for jobless claims that 900,000 claims for unemployment insurance were filed last week. This is according to the U.S. Department of Labor, uh, which is still ahead of the Bloomberg consensus, consensus estimates of 935,000 uh, claims. So it, beating estimates is always a good thing. Markets are often about expectations versus reality. And so when we expect for the data to be worse and it shows up better, it's a good thing. Um, still huge claims, but but improvement is good. Claims from the prior week were also revised down from 965,000 to 926,000. So pretty good there. Continuing claims fell 127,000 to 5.1 million. 
but the continued elevation of jobs, jobless claims shows that state restrictions are still really having an effect on the labor market, despite improving COVID-19 data. And really, it's going to take months, and it's going to take us getting a handle on this public health crisis of COVID to, to really show major improvements uh, with jobless claims and unemployment numbers generally. I'll give you a little trivia here before we move on to the housing market stuff. Um, Wednesday, the 20th, was and I, I mentioned that Na- the NASDAQ was up in part because of those good Netflix returns, but it was also Inauguration Day, as you might already know. Uh, you probably couldn't miss it on any of the news coverage. Uh, and the S&P 500 index on Inauguration Day added 1.4%, which made for the best Inauguration Day return since President Ronald Reagan began his second term in 1985. Additionally, the S&P 500 rose 14.3% from Election Day to the inauguration, which beats the previous record from the late 1920s. This is actually the first time in history that the Dow Jones Industrial Average made a new high on Inauguration Day. I heard anecdotally from some clients worried about some sort of market crash going on on January 20th for whatever reason. I don't even know the source of this. But it the, it was proven not just to be wrong, but terribly wrong for the best inauguration day that we've had in decades and one of the best runs that we've had uh, from election day to inauguration and making market highs on Wednesday, the 20th inauguration day. So some interesting data. It's important to not have your investment strategy based on rumor um, or things you might read on chat boards or Facebook. So if you do have questions about you know the short-term volatility that might come in markets, give us a call or email us at info at Ford FG so we can kind of dispel some of those rumors and some of those notions or confirm them. And you know, if they're, if they're valid, that's something that we're going to need to address as well. So let's change gears here and talk about mortgage rates and how they've continued to fall and how that's really kind of fueled this housing market boom that we're seeing. Um, in hindsight now, the onset of the global pandemic really shocked the economy and triggered one of the deepest recessions ever in 2020. But as investors fled to safe haven treasuries and the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates, the yield on the 10-year treasury traded as low as 0.31% intraday, and that was on March 9th of last year. Um, its, Its lowest closing yield was a little bit, just a hair more than half of a percent on August 8th. Um, Now, earlier this year, mortgage rates followed the 10-year Treasury yield lower to register at an all-time low value of 3.3%. This has really been fueled by additional purchases of mortgage-backed securities, or MBSs, um, by the Fed. And mortgage spreads have narrowed while Treasury yields remained at depressed levels, only recently trading above 1%. I'll link to the LPL chart of the day where you'll see the average rate on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage has continued to fall and is now trading, according to bank rate, at just 2.88%, which is the absolute lowest it's been in 10 years. So now, as we've talked about the recovery coming from the COVID recession, we've often referred to the economic recovery as taking on a K-shape. You know, we're always assigning... um, letters to what is it a v-shaped recovery w whatever it is we've talked about the k-shaped recovery where some segments of the economy are recovering and performing well which is the upper leg of a k and other areas are struggling which is the lower leg of the k there's a divergence there 
While the housing market has found itself solidly in the upper leg of the recovery as housing starts, building permits, existing home sales, and even home prices have all surpassed their pre-pandemic highs. Um, LPL chief market strategist Ryan Dietrich, uh, I think, correctly noted that perhaps it should come as no surprise that the housing market has boomed following a big decline in mortgage rates. Lower rates, undersupply, and wor- the working from home environment has given everyone the best housing market in over a decade. And so I think, how does how does this frame into investing for, for investing purposes? And I think going forward, we've continued to favor mortgage-backed securities or mortgage-backed bonds relative to other investment-grade asset classes. Mortgage-backed securities provide a more attractive yield than treasuries, but they also provide better insulation from rising interest rates compared to some other investment-grade corporate bonds. So many of you listening to this, if you're one of our clients, probably have some component of mortgage-backed securities in your fixed income portfolio. And if you have questions about how we're putting mortgage-backed securities into your portfolio or what they are or whether they fit in your investment strategy, I would say give our office a call, talk to your uh, Ford Financial Group financial advisor. Or if you're not working with us and you do have questions about this, you can email us at info at FordFG.com and we can talk about how mortgage-backed securities can fit into your portfolio as part of your retirement and investment strategy. So I'll leave it there. Um, if you have any questions at all, as I mentioned, email us. Um, we'll have, we're have we going to have um, a whole slate of webinars coming up on kind of general investing principles and some and social security, Medicare, and so on. So stay tuned for that. But until then, have a good one. And I'll talk to you in the next podcast. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.